getting my stuff all organized. Anyway, so we've been talking about the secret place. We've been talking about um, who it is. Secret place is not just a specific place. It's a person. Uh, in Isaiah, we read it yesterday. In Isaiah, it says, you are my secret place. You, Lord Jesus, are my hiding place. And so I want to go to, uh, we're going to start talking about uh, moving forward. Um, there is more to it, but I thought that that was fair enough. And I want to deal with some of this part about the what's and the um the, the 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 what dealing with the secret place and what to do in there. What do you do in the secret place? Okay, and I made mention of it yesterday. Um, Dappy T Keys on a, a YouTube channel uh, has just this soft music and he plays the piano and uh, it's just in the background and some it, it goes up to like you can even do it while you're sleeping. Uh, you know, because it has he has some that are eight hours long. He has some that are thirty minutes long. He has some that are 10 minutes long, he has some that are four hours long, one hour, whatever you want to do, he's got plenty of them. And then Ruth Fazal, F-A-Z-E-L, she has a couple of CDs uh, called Songs of the River, and they're just um, uh, instrumental, there's no words to it, and, and you, you're just able to enter into God's presence. So it's really, really uh, exciting when, when, you, when you look at it all and find out you know, the things that you can do. And so what I do is I take um, either one of those, Dappy Tiki's or, um, or Ruth Fazal, um, and I'll just play them in the background while I'm just soaking before the Lord. And I had specific instructions, okay? And I'm not saying everybody has these instructions, but I had them. And uh, in my instructions, the Lord said that he didn't want me to pray for anything, he just wanted to be with me. He just wanted me to be with him. He wanted to be in my presence as much as I wanted to be in his presence. Okay? So that's a that's a big deal. And knowing that God wants to be in our presence is mind-boggling. God likes hanging out with you because you're his bride. He loves hanging out with you. And so it's um it's something that you have to uh recognize at the beginning. Uh, of all of this is that God wants to meet with you as well. And, and so what I do, like I said, um, there are times when I will go to a field. Um, I'll go for a hike and just stop somewhere on a log or a rock and just meditate and just, uh, uh, just, just come into his presence and just be with him. Okay. The secret place is so important. Like I said, we are hidden in the, his, in, in the, in him, we are hidden in him. And that's where our secret place lies. It's in him. Away from the chaos, away from the distractions, away from the um, worries and anxieties of every day. Okay? And so you, you come into his presence. And, and like I said, it, go, it has different places. You have a different place than I do. Some people have their quiet place or secret place on a bicycle and a trail or something like that. Some people go into their car away from everything. When I lived in Long Beach, Washington, I would go to the beach and um, sit in my car and or I'd go onto the beach and just be alone with God. And, um, you know, it was early morning and and or evening and 
I would just go and do this thing. You can do this. It's not that hard. And, and so I want to encourage you as we go through this secret place thing that you really implement some of these details. Um, emotional health and, and soul health are so important. That's, that's one and the same. Emotions and your soul are, are the same. So, you know, you, you, you have all of this. God wants to heal you spirit, soul, and body. And so, <clears throat> uh, one way for soul health is to do some of these things. One thing that I do also is like one day in seven, I don't do anything that I normally do. You know, sometimes, you know, if I'm writing or if I'm, um, when I was working or whatever, what I would do is I would take one day in seven not to do the usual stuff. I would go do something that I wouldn't normally do. You know, whether it was going to the lake and go swimming or, um, which I haven't done in a while, um, or, you know, just go for a walk or, or something that I don't normally do. Sometimes I'll take my guitar with me and I'll just go someplace and I'll just play. Or, um, uh, I'll, uh, you know, I, I have word games on my telephone, on my cell phone. And so I'll play word games or something like that just to do something different. Um, one day I actually cleaned the house. I was like, Oh, you know, I got a clean house. So, um, that was something I don't normally do. It's not something that's in my everyday routine. And, and I do something and I also do things that are fun. Um, and so that's, that's what it is. And, and some people don't understand that and it's okay. Um, you know, because if you don't take one day in seven and it doesn't matter what day that is, um, you know, cause when I was pastoring, Sunday was not my day of rest. It was not a day to, to relax and enjoy, um, and which, which led to the failing of my marriage. But you just don't, you, you don't have one day. You, you gotta take one day for yourself. You know, you gotta take one day to unwind. You know, and, and you, and you take your family and you go do something that you don't normally do. You know, you don't have to be in the house all day. You know, sometimes I would make, I would, you know, I like to do carpentry. I don't have the tools for it anymore, but I like to do carpentry and, and, and you make little things. Um, you know, I used to sketch. I don't sketch very well, but I just did it because it was different. It was something else. And, you know, you really can't focus on issues and problems if your mind, your mind can't do focus on two different things at the same time. Can't focus. So if you focus on one thing and then you go to the next thing. Uh, and then also another thing that you can do is like three times a day, you just sit in your chair and you meditate, uh, or two or three times a day for about five minutes. Uh, I'll sit in, a, you know, I'll lay back on my bed and, and, uh, just, you know, I'll, I'll let a verse come into my heart and I will mull that verse over and get, uh, get food out of that verse. Um, especially in this season, you need to do that. Uh, especially since, some states are forcing you to be away from people. You have to, uh, you have to uh, find a way to encourage yourself in the Lord. David said it. David, in the middle of a major issue, I mean, like the Philistines didn't want him because he was Israel. They, they were fighting Israel and the Philistines didn't want him because they thought that he was going to, um, that, that he was going to, uh, uh, fight with Israel, turn against the Philistines. The Israelites didn't want him because he abandoned them. And, and so you have this, um, you have this thing that David, you know, David is sitting with his band of marauders and, 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 and men of, of courage and they're sitting down doing nothing. And then they turn around and look 
uh, and, and they see smoke coming up from the village that they were in, and they knew that their families were in danger, and even David's men turned against him. And the Bible doesn't wasn't specific. It just says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. Okay? So there had to be a secret there. He got himself encouraged. He came back and told the guys, okay, let's go get our stuff. Let's go get our families. And they went and they got him. So, you know, I'm saying all of this because we're, we're in a, we're in a position where the secret place is so important. And if you haven't learned it in these five months, it's going to be very difficult to learn it. You need to start doing it if you haven't done it yet, especially if you're laid off. You need to find your secret place and get with Jesus because he never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And he's not bound by rules and regulations on a government. So how do we do it? What do we do while we're in his secret place? Why do, what do we do? Sometimes I'll take my guitar, I'll sing. Sometimes I just hang out. So here we go. Uh, you noticed a little pause there. It's because I was going to go somewhere and I decided not to. Okay, here we go. So if you go to Psalm 27, this is where we're going to land today. But um, it's it's a springboard into what we do into uh, your, your secret place, what to do, how to communicate with God, how to talk to God, how to have him talk to you. And we're going to get into some of these things. So in Psalm 27, it says, The Lord is my revelation light to guide me along the way. I'm reading out of the Passion, and I'm starting with verse 1. He is the source of my salvation, my deliverance, to defend me every day. I fear no one. I'll never turn back and run from you, Lord. Surround and protect me. When evil ones come to destroy me, they will be the ones who turn back. My heart will not be afraid, even if an enemy rises to attack. I know that you are there with me, so I will not be forsaken. You know, I want to tell you that your enemy does not have a social security number. You know, I remember early that, um, you know, my parents got really, really upset because I became a Christian. And uh, I understand that they that they almost got divorced because I became a Christian. And I was ready to move out of my house because I was not going to deny the Lord. Eventually, my parents embraced it. And before they passed, they, 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 they gave their hearts to Jesus. But a lot of times they would attack me and people would attack me. But understand that it's not a person that attacks you. It's the enemy. And when you, well, when you are protected by the Lord and you don't turn back, the Lord, and if you don't run away from him, but run to him, that it's the enemy who runs away and turns away from you. He says in verse three, my heart will not be afraid, even if an army rises to attack. I know that you are there for me, so I will not be shaken. Here's the one thing I crave from God, the one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face, filled, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. Now understand that the temple had not yet been built. Okay. Um, he just longs to be surrounded 
by God's presence. And he says that what can hold, I mean, even Solomon said it, this house is too small for you. It, it, it can't hold you. It can't contain you. Okay, so God's not talking about, and David's not talking about a place. He's talking about a position in God's presence to dwell in his house. The Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are his house. Verse 5, in his shelter in the day of trouble, that's where you'll find me. For he hides me there in his holiness. He has smuggled me into his secret place where I am kept safe and secure, out of reach of all my enemies. Triumphant now, I will bring him my offerings of praise, sing and shouting with ecstatic joy. Yes, listen and you can hear the fanfare of my shouts of praise to the Lord. Briefly, let's go to Psalm 23. He says this in verse 5. You have become my delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink you uh, of you until my heart overflows. He's, he says here that you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Out of reach of my enemies. God puts you in a position where you are out of reach of your enemy's grasp. And he's so good to you. And he's, uh, can, can I say that he is, um, um, he is egging on the, the enemy himself. And he's, he's, he's making fun of the enemy about how, by how being good, by how good he's being to you. Okay. In the day of trouble, you'll find me in a shelter. That's where you're going to find me. He smuggled me into his secret place. Remember, Ephesians says that we are in Christ. And that word means literally inside of Christ. All right. I have a friend who's a missionary in Malawi. And, uh, and, and, and she has this saying that really stuck with me over this last uh, year or so. And, uh, and, and it was that when she was 11, she asked Jesus to come into her heart. But then when she was 31, she had asked Jesus if she can come into his heart. And that's the invitation that God is giving us by coming into his secret place. He's saying, come into my heart. Come into me. God wants to live inside of you more than you want to live inside of him. God wants to kiss you more than you want to uh, 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 kiss him. And we need, he wants you to kiss him more than you want to be kissed by him. You can read Song of Songs chapter one. Triumphant now, I will bring my song, uh, offerings of praise. Sometimes praise is an offering. Sometimes you don't feel like it. Sometimes you're depressed. Sometimes you're discouraged. And it's an offering. It's a sacrifice of praise. Just like being thankful. Sometimes you're not really thankful. But it's a sacrifice of thanksgiving that you bring to the Lord. Verse 7, God, hear my cry. Show me your grace. Show me mercy and send the help I need. Lord, when you said to me, seek my face, my inner being responded, I'm seeking your face with all my heart. So don't hide yourself, Lord, when I come to find you. You are the God of my salvation. And he goes on. He says here, 
And, and this is the big thing. This is one of the things that you do in your secret place is to seek his face. And we're going to get into that in the days to come. But hear this. Your goal is to seek his face. You're not seeking a thing. And, and if you so happen to, 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 to seek a thing from him, like I need finances. So I'll say, Lord, uh, you know, I'm coming to you. I need finances. And, 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 and so all you have to do is you see his hands. You know, his hands are there. You're looking at his hands. All you got to do is look up and you'll see his face. Moses said, show me your glory. And God had to hide him so he wouldn't see his face. But God's desire and God's longing is that you would see his face. You would seek his face. I love that song by Keith Green. Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I seek. And when your eyes are on this child, your grace abounds to me. God's grace is amazing. God loves you, man. Sin can't separate you from love, from God's love. Nothing can separate you from God's love. He loves you. Hear that. I'm here to tell you that what you do, if you don't do anything else, when you're laying out before the Lord, you're taking that one day in seven, or you're, 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 you're doing your uh, two, five-minute meditations each day, which are very, very important. After work, especially. You know, you, you go to work, you're stressed out, you need to stop. Take your deep breaths, get into a quiet place, put your headphones on, noise-canceling headphones, whatever you got. And you go into the secret place and you just meditate on him. And if a verse comes into your mind, you let that verse um, feed into your soul. And then about 20 minutes before I go to sleep, I put the phone down and, uh, and I'll just let my mind wander wherever it wants to go. And then the last thing I say is, good morning, Holy Spirit, and I'll go to sleep. Wake up in the morning, I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. And then I do the stuff. You know, so, so what I'm saying is the important, I cannot emphasize the importance of the secret place. That's where you are hidden. That's where God wants you. One thing I've desired, and that is what I'm going to seek after, that I may dwell in you all the days of my life. One, 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 one verse says, uh, and to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. Again, there's no temple yet. Whoa. To inquire in him. To, 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 to seek his face. And we'll get into, uh, this, this thing of having questions for Jesus, hearing God's voice. We'll get into that. Is it possible for you to hear God's voice? Absolutely. Resolutely. You can do all the lootlies you want to. You can be in his presence. And you can hear his voice for yourself. And when you hear something, and I'll, I'll give you some secrets to this, but when you hear something, you actually um, can test it by going to the scripture. You go to the Bible and see if it's God. If it's in the Bible, it's probably in you too. That was probably God's voice. If it's encouraging, it's God. The devil doesn't want to encourage you. 
He doesn't want to build you up. God knows that many of us struggle with building ourselves up. So it's probably not you either. I always run with this thing that if it's God, it's, if it's good, it's God. If it's good, it's God. And if it builds you up, it's God. If it's encouraging, it's God. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, man. It's all it is. It's all it is. Anyway, we'll stop there. We'll pick it up tomorrow. And uh, so just know that, that you're on a, you're on a c- collision course to greatness. You are on a collision course to intimacy with the Lord if you first go to your secret place and only seek his face. And we'll get into some of these things uh, going forward. Um, you know, it's a passion of mine and it's a desire of mine to see all of us run to Jesus in every moment of every day. Okay, well, God bless you guys. Thanks for hanging with me today. Um, and we'll, and we'll see you again tomorrow.